0: This podcast episode was recorded live by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med at the 2022 ASH Annual Meeting in New Orleans.
1: Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at the ASH Annual Meeting, and I'm here with Dr. Chari, who is here to discuss the monumental study. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you do?
0: Sure. Uh, so my name is Ajay Chari. I'm a professor of medicine and director of clinical research at the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York.
1: Great. Would you like to tell us about the results of the monumental study that were presented?
0: Yeah. Um, I'd like to start by saying we're really excited that the phase one portion of the study just got published in the New England Journal this week. Um, and to distinguish that from what was presented at ASH, the phase one study was uh, both a mixture of intravenous and subcutaneous administration of uh, this drug called talquetamab. Um, and it started a variety of dose levels. Um, Here at ASH, we presented for the first time the phase two portion. So talquetamab is a bispecific antibody. Um, So bispecific antibodies we know are of increasing importance and excitement. Uh, We've had, you know, naked monoclonal antibodies approved since 2015, but the first bispecific was approved this year for myeloma, ticlistamab, but that targets BCMA, as do a lot of other Uh, MOAs, including ADCs and CAR-Ts. So there's a dearth of other targets. And so that's why this product is so exciting. It targets GPRC5D, which is a protein that's overexpressed primarily on malignant plasma cells, more so than normal, and also um, not very much on the hematopoietic stem cell compartment. So we think that might factor into the AE profile. Um, It is expressed on heavily keratinized tissues, such as um, nails and skin. Um, And again, that may factor in, but uh, what's exciting about this study is really that uh, it's the f- first-in-class bispecific antibody targeting GPRC5D. That's
1: great. Um, so what are the results that were presented?
0: So in a patient population that was very heavily treated, uh, five lines of therapy over six years, um, and about 60% were high-risk in some fashion, whether it's extramedullary, ISS3, or high-risk molecular, I would emphasize that in particular, high-risk and extramedullary have been aggressive factors, even in the era of T-cell redirection, which have been amazing. Even CAR-Ts are showing worse outcomes in those subgroups. Um, And about 90%, almost every patient, 95%, were progressing on their last line of therapy. So in this heavily treated population, which included triple-class refractory in three-quarters and also a quarter-patients' pentadrug refractory, we saw a single-agent response rate of 73 to 74%, which is really outstanding. And that response was maintained in this triple-class and pentadrug refractory and also, when we looked at subgroup analyses, uh, it was maintained in ISS, high-risk patients, um, refractory lines of therapy. Uh, the only subgroup that had slightly worse outcomes was the extramedullary, which is, we know, an unmet in myeloma. But even those patients had a 50% response rate. So I think the efficacy is an important part of the story. Um, so what was
1: the, uh, the safety profile of it?
0: So I think that's equally exciting about this product. Um, High-grade adverse events were primarily hematologic, and even those were in less than a third of patients, and that tend to happen early. Secondly, we're getting more and more concerned about the relentless increase in infections, particularly with BCMA-directed bispecifics. For example, most recently, we saw an update uh, of 46% grade 3 and higher. Here, our grade 3 and higher infection rate was about 11 to 15%, so much lower. Second salient point about infections is covid um, about 10% of patients in both arms had COVID, but there were only two deaths, which, of course, any death is a tragedy, but in context of other bispecifics, um, this is much less. And in, part, in importantly, in the phase one New England paper, there were zero COVID deaths out of about 240 patients. So I think this is another important signal, and it's supported by our own laboratory work at Sinai showing that when you check a COVID antibody response to patients who've gotten vaccinated, these patients have a good response, which... BCMA bispecifics have not. And finally, uh, the rate of IVIG use was relatively low at 10%. So I think the heme and infection profile is uh, excellent. There were some unique AEs that uh, is worth highlighting, and probably because of the expression of the target. Uh, we did see rashes, uh, but typically uh, they were low grade and quite manageable with uh, topical or oral steroids. We saw nail changes and we saw dysgusia. Um Dysgusia, we've been given supportive care. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. But the uh, main management, we think, has been mod- modulating the dose intensity. So either skipping, delaying a dose, or reducing the dose. And fortunately, that's not with much consequence because the median time to response is one month and the median time to best response is slightly over two months. So when you have these AEs, um, it's you can reassure the patient that we can hold the drug and then you can you know recover from this AE. Uh, and the median duration of response was... Uh, nine plus months, and then for those patients who had stringent CR and better, not even reached. So that gives us comfort in like the dose reductions and and uh, modulations.
1: Definitely. Um, so, what are the the future next steps for the trial?
0: The uh, first is the confirmatory phase three. Uh, we're hoping that this will be reviewed favorably and perhaps get accelerated approval. Uh, however, we obviously need a confirmatory study, and that is actually uh, accruing. So that's romatamab compared to uh, various uh, combinations and uh, comparator arms. And then there's also a variety of Phase one combination studies because of the excellent AE profile. Your drug is being combined with standard backbone drugs. It's being combined with um, ticlistamab the sister bispecific checkpoint inhibitors. So a lot of exciting studies in the pipeline.
1: Great. Um, so putting this into context, there's been a lot of, you know, multiple myeloma research presented this week. What do you think are some of the other, you know, the biggest studies, the most significant ones?
0: Uh, I, I would say one of them is the uh, staying with the theme of bispecifics is the use of prophylactic tocilizumab. We have to keep in mind, but up till now, bispecifics have been done at large-volume academic centers, which also have CAR-T experience. So I, I think the whole point of the bispecifics, including GPRC, 5D, talquetamab, is they're off the shelf. They're ready to go. There's no reason why, theoretically, they couldn't be given, given in the community. But the, one of the barriers is the cytokine release syndrome. So if we can reduce that with prophylactic That's one step getting closer. Um, it still does require a lot of infrastructure. Um, the second thing was also we saw for the first time an update of the Sevastomab data where, in that bispecific, it's given for approximately one year and then discontinued, which is a paradigm shift because in almost all myeloma, we treat till progression. And there, uh, in the patients who had deep remissions, uh, so far, patients have done well and not relapsed, which then tells us that maybe not every bispecific needs to be given till progression. Um, so you can kind of balance that risk-benefit profile. I, I think another interesting study was the uh, IFM study, which compared daratumumab and lenalidomide to lenalidomide and dex. So relatively dexamethasone sparing regimen for frail elderly that showed favorable results. And, you know, uh, dexamethasone is one of the least liked products by patients, right? And yet we throw it in every regimen. So it's nice to see kind of Pulling back from that, um, especially for these older patients that may have a lot more toxicities with any drug. Uh, I think those are some of the things that were kind of exciting.
1: Great, thank you. Um, Anything else you'd like to share, either about uh, Monumental or about your experience at Ash as a whole? No. Nope, very great. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast, recorded live at the 2022 Ash Annual Meeting by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med. For more expert perspectives on the latest in cancer research and treatment, be sure to subscribe to the podcast at ConveyMed.io and OncData.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media for news, exclusive interviews, and more.